glad for the opportunity to speak to you this morning. Thank you for being here at um, New Life Christian Ministries. We are in a series right now called Jesus Beings. We're in part three of that series. Uh, the title of the message is called Life in Him. So we have to know that, that it is through Jesus Christ that we have not just this life, but life eternal. Amen. I want to welcome back Sister Taviano back from Africa. Can we give God praise for her safe return home? She was there doing some missionary work, and God has brought her safely home again. So we're very thankful uh, for what you do over there. So we are Jesus beings. So while she might have flown over the ocean to serve in Africa, it was not really her at all because she has said, you know what? I give my life to him. He can use it as he desires to use it. And that's what happens when we are Jesus beings. So with new life in Christ comes new realities, and we should praise God for that. We have new realities once we have found new life in Christ. So, Father, I just thank you for settling us now as we begin to hear your word in Jesus' name. We've been in the book of Colossians, an awesome book. I pray that you've been studying it by yourselves as well. It's a letter that Paul, that Paul wrote to Coloss. And we're going to begin in Colossians chapter 3, beginning in verse 1. So, Father, as I read your word, as I speak your word, may it speak life to your people now in Jesus' name. May lies just begin to fall off of us. May unrighteousness, may sin, God, just begin to fall off of us, God, because your word is true and your word is powerful, God, and your word separates us from that, Father, which is wicked. So may the word of God have its full effect in this moment. In Jesus' name, amen. So, Colossians chapter 3, verse 1, it says this, Since you have been raised to new life with Christ. So, this message is for the believer. So, if you have been born again, these words are for you, to encourage you, to admonish you, to inspire you, to instruct you. And it's saying this, since you have already been raised to new life with Christ. So the new life with Christ starts now. Eternal life starts now in Christ. So even before you die, you get to share in the life that Jesus the life of Jesus Christ. So we are of Christ. Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, so just as Jesus was crucified and placed into a grave and on the, th on the third day, he rose to new life. Can you say this with me? That's the life, That's the life. I, share in I share in now. Come on, the new life, right? So not just the life that we had through Adam, but we've got a better life, right? Now that we have faith in Jesus Christ. So since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. So it says, since you have been raised to new life. Well, how were we raised to new life? Let's go backwards for a moment in Colossians chapter 1, verses 19 through 22, and listen to this good news. Listen to this good news. For God, in all his fullness, was pleased to live in Christ. And through him, God reconciled everything to himself. 
he made peace with everything in heaven and on earth. Well, how did he do that? By means of Christ's blood on the cross. This includes you who were once far away from God. You were his enemies, separated from him by your evil thoughts and actions. Yet now, church, can you say now? Praise God for this present reality. Yet now he has reconciled you to himself through the death of Christ in his physical body. So we praise God for the cross of Jesus Christ. As a result, he has brought you into his own presence. And you are holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. So I want you to make a statement by faith. I want you to say this with me. I am holy and blameless as I stand before God without a single fault. That's what I call reconciliation, right? You're telling me that the blood of Jesus was so powerful that it washed away all my sin, not just my sin of yesterday, but my sin of today and of tomorrow, right? That I have been completely reconciled with God. That's the best news you'll ever hear. Even if I had the money to pay off all of your houses and cars right now, this is still better news. Because once you die, you can't use that car anymore or live in that house. So you need some news that is so good that it's eternal, right? That even death doesn't stop this news from being true. So that's the news I share with you this morning. So let's go back to Colossians 3 and 1. Because now, we, since we have a new life, we have to have new sights about the new realities that we have in Christ. So Colossians 3 and 1 says this. Since you have been raised, come on, this is a breath of fresh air. I want you to really receive what the Holy Spirit is giving as he inspired Paul to write this. Since you have been, not will be, since you have been. Church, can you say this with me? I have been. Come on, not will be. I have been raised to new life with Christ. Man, so that's where my life is now. So, so then what? Set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. So listen, no matter what news you ever hear on this earth, you should be, you should be, you should have a defense against that because you can say, as bad as what CNN is saying right now, as bad as what Fox is saying right now, I have a new reality. I have a new, this is not my reality. Like all this stuff is passing away. I'm setting my sights on a new reality because it is in Christ that I have found new life. So since you have been raised with new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven. Church, can you say this with me? Lord, please help me set my sights on the realities of heaven. Because if you don't, that's when depression comes. That's when anxiety comes. That's when fear comes. So anytime you, you feel like that, you've got to say, what am I looking at? What am I looking at? And set your realities on heaven, all right? Where Christ sits 
in the place of honor at God's right hand. So if Christ sits in the place of honor and you're in Christ, then that means that you sit in a place of honor as well because you are Jesus beings. It is in you, I'm sorry, it is in him that you live and you move and you have your being. Your whole life, once you're born again and a new believer, your whole life is wrapped up in God, in Christ, okay? So what are some of these new realities that we have as a believer? Listen to this one. This one blows me away. Every time I see this scripture in the Bible, it blows me away. I don't know if you've ever saw it or read it or really uh, wrapped, your, wrapped the truth around it and made it yours. But listen to this beautiful truth in the Bible. Man, this is awesome. So some of us spend money and send our spit to different companies, and they tell you who you're related to. You got a cousin here, you're 7% Irish, you're 12% this, you're 12. And you're like, oh, wow, that's pretty cool. I've got all these connections to people. I'm one with people in, in different countries. Like, this is where my relatives come from. But listen to this, right? So we send our spit to, to find out who we're related to, or a blood sample, or whatever. But listen to what the blood of Jesus did for you. Come on. Forget, forget your saliva and who you're related to through that. Listen to what the blood of Jesus Christ has done for you. 1 Corinthians 6, 17 says this. But the person who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Man, I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it again. The person who is joined to the Lord. So if you've been born again, if you've given your life to God, if you're one with Christ, it says that you are one spirit with him. Every single born again individual on the planet shares a spirit with God, the same spirit. So that means that when we die and the resurrection happens, the same spirit that rose Jesus Christ from the dead will also bring us back to life as well. And, not, and I don't know when that is. I'm not worried about that. But I need some help now, right? I need some help getting up not from the grave but getting up from the bed sometimes, right? We need help to be uh, animated and encouraged through the stages of life that we're going through right now. You got to hear this truth, Jesus beings, right? This is not a fact that I made up. Jesus said that those who are one with him are one with his spirit. The person who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Now do you understand why it was important for Jesus Christ to ascend back into heaven? Because it says, if I don't go back, I can't send my spirit back to earth, right? That connects us all as one to him. So, Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus Christ that just as we brought two babies up here and four parents, each of those babies were directly related to their parents because they were their parents came together as one, and now the baby shares half the DNA of each parent. But your word says this, if we are born again and joined to Christ through faith, that we share one spirit. So the same Holy Spirit that lives in the Father and that lives in the Son lives in us too. For we are Jesus beings. So Lord, we thank you for the unity that we have through Christ with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Church, can you say this with me? Since I have been joined to Christ, I share a spirit with him. With him. 
Man, that's good news. Man, that is just powerful news. So we think, we think it's all about us sometimes, that it really has nothing to do with us. It's about what Jesus did for us on the cross and what his Holy Spirit is actively doing in us right now. It's all about his spirit. Man, that's good. All right, Romans 6 and 6. So that was a powerful reality that is true for you because you have new life in Christ. Listen to this next one. Romans 6 and 6, it says this. We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ. I'm going to ask you what happened to the old you, and you're going to tell me crucified with Christ. Church, what happened to the old you? A little louder this time. Church, I'm wondering, you know, that old sinful you, that no good, dirty, low down old you, what happened to the old you? Wow, come on. You got to live with that truth, right? That the old you has been crucified with Christ. This is the new reality that you have as a Jesus being, as a person that shares life with Christ. This is true. You really are a Jesus being because the same spirit that lives in Jesus, you share a spirit with him. So you are a Jesus being, right? That That the love that flows through God flows through you. The anointing that flows through God, the joy that flows through God, everything that flows through God now flows through you because of your faith in his son and because you have been born again. Let's finish that. We know that our own old sinful selves were crucified with Christ. Why? Why was our old sinful self crucified with Christ? Here's the reason. So that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin. Church, are you still a slave to sin? No. Church, are you still a slave to sin? No. All right. You don't have to serve sin anymore. Why? Because you have been crucified with Christ and you share the same spirit with him. Question for you. Did Jesus Christ live a sinless life when he was on this earth? Not loud enough. Did Jesus Christ live a sinless life on this earth? Yes. Was he full of the Holy Spirit? Yes. Do you share the same Holy Spirit that lived in him? Yes. Have you been crucified with Christ? Yes. Have you been raised to new life in Christ? Yes. Has the power of sin been broken and destroyed in your life? Yes. Now let's give God some praise for that. So then sin is just a malfunction. Sin is an error because sin isn't our nature anymore. But if you still find yourself sinning, it's an error, like something's going wrong, right? That we've taken our mind, we've, we've stepped outside of faith in Christ. Faith puts you in Christ. Faith keeps you in Christ. Faith allows you to live that sinless life that he lived. But Since we are not all the way perfect, since we still have this carnal flesh to deal with, he says this, even when you mess up, you can still boldly come to my throne of grace. That's how much I love you. I I gave you my same spirit, but sometimes you don't operate with my mind. That's the problem. Our spirit is perfect, but our mind can be messed up. 
Our spirit is perfect, but our mind, our soul, our will, our emotions can be very carnal sometimes. And the reason for this is because at times we can find ourselves being conformed to the patterns of this world when we need to be transformed by what? The renewing of our mind. So, Lord, I thank you that my spirit is always new. I thank you that my spirit is always pure, but this mind needs some work sometimes. This mind needs to be renewed. That's why we have to get into, pour ourselves into the word of God, get into the presence of God. We need to be careful, little eyes, what we see. Be careful, little ears, what we hear, because they begin to conform you back to the patterns of this world. But we need to be transformed by the what? Renewing of our minds. We're going to pause for a station identification here for a moment. Lord, hallelujah. Lord, I thank you for your Holy Spirit. Oh, there is just nothing wrong with your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you are so pure. You lead us and guide us into all truth. But sometimes, Lord, we struggle in our minds. It's a, it's a war in our souls. There's a war in our members, as Paul called it, God. In the presence and the desire of one to do right, evil can be present. So, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we ask that you would renew our minds. Can everyone close your eyes for just a moment? If you have been having any kind of issues or trouble with your mind, right? You know that you're saved, but sometimes your mind just wanders and you just want, you need a reset. You need to be refueled and renewed in your mind. You need to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I want you to stand. I want you to stand right now. The Holy Spirit that lives inside of you is pure, but sometimes the mind is a battleground. Come on, let's just keep it real in here today. Let's say, Lord, I just need to give my mind back to you. Sometimes I have a battle in my thoughts, God. Sometimes I just struggle in my thoughts. Lord, I know what's true and I know what's good, but how to perform it sometimes, God, I find that myself lacking in there. So, Father, as these people stand in the sanctuary today, we ask, Lord, so, Lord, just as the parents presented their babies to you, here we are presenting our minds to you, God, and saying, Lord, I give you my mind, God. I give you my mind, Lord. I give you my mind and my will and my emotions and my desires and just everything that's attached to this world. And we ask, Lord, right now that you would create in us a clean heart and renew the right spirit in us in Jesus name I pray now can you just place your hand on your on your on your on your head please on your temples one hand on each temple father I just pray a blessing on these minds right now in the name of Jesus Christ and we declare that these minds are not property of earth they are property of heaven God these are heavenly minds these are spiritual minds God and we just declare right now in Jesus name Lord we repent for our carnal thoughts we put them to death right now 
we've been crucified with Christ, and we declare in the name of Jesus Christ that the spiritual mind takes preeminence over the carnal mind, that the spiritual mind rises to the top right now in Jesus' name, and therefore we have life and peace instead of death. I declare now in Jesus' name, peace in these minds. Church, can you say peace? We say shalom over every mind right now, and we declare that you have given us the mind of Christ, and we secure this in the blood of Jesus Christ, and let the church say amen. You may be seated at this time. Let's praise God for renewing our minds. Listen to me. You don't need a pastor to do that. Anytime you feel like your mind is going to the left or to the right and not walking in accordance with Scripture, just stop. Just pause for station identification. Say, uh-uh, I'm getting too many channels here. There should only be one channel, and that channel should be divine. There should only be one voice. So there should be no remote control where I can think about this thing and that thing. And nope, nope, nope. I thank you for a... Say this with me, church. I thank you for a divine mind. In Jesus' name, amen. Because look, if we're Jesus beings, don't we have to think like him? Don't we have to have the mind of Christ? That's very important. So if you've been living a lifestyle of, 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 that's unbalanced, like you're hot one day, cold the next, you're, you're, you're in carnal and lustful things one day, you're in the Bible the next, it's, it's a problem right here. It's the mind. And we've got to make a decision that my mind is going to be spiritual and of God. All right. Let's look at the next reality, okay? The next reality is that we are heavenly people. Listen to this amazing news. Your Bible is so good, right? It's so good. Uh, say this with me. My Bible is so good. Now, see, now if I had said this, if I said sugar cream pie is so good, you guys would have been so much louder. Somebody would have did a cartwheel right here. Maybe sugar cream pie isn't your thing, but they got a billboard I saw somewhere. They're trying to pull me in, right? All right, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 45 through 58. Listen to this good news. Come on, Jesus beings. That's what this series is all about. You have new life in Christ. The old you is gone. The new life that you have is lived in Christ through faith. So listen to this reality. The scriptures tell us, so we know that it's true. We know that it's God-inspired. We know that it will not fail. The first man, Adam, became a living person. But the last Adam, that is Christ, is a life-giving spirit. Come on, that's where we got our life from. Where'd you get your life from? I got it from Christ, right? He's a life-giving spirit. What comes first is the natural body. Then the spiritual body comes when? Later. So every single one of you right now, you're presently living in the natural body, but your spiritual body will come later. Verse 47, Adam, the first man, was made from the dust of the earth, while Christ, the second man, came from heaven. Earthly people are like the earthly man, and heavenly people are like the heavenly man. Say this with me, please, church. I am, I am. a Jesus being. I am like the heavenly man. 
come on, it's scripture. I'm not, I'm not telling you to quote something I made up. This is the truth. This is what your Bible says, right? That you are like the heavenly man. So yes, we live in these bodies and we were originally uh, given life uh, from Adam and from the blood, but there's a second blood that we're attached to now. And that's the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed for us on Calvary. And now we are heavenly men. Verse 50, what am I saying? Dear brothers and sisters, is that our physical bodies cannot inherit the kingdom of God. These dying bodies cannot inherit what will last forever. But let me reveal to you a wonderful secret. What kind of secret? Let me reveal to you a wonderful secret. We will not all die, but we will all be transformed. It will happen in a moment, in the blink of an eye, when the last trumpet is blown. For when the trumpet sounds, those who have died will be raised to live forever, and we who are living will also be transformed. For our dying bodies must, church, can you say must? must. Our dying bodies must be transformed into bodies, hallelujah, that will never die. Our mortal bodies must be transformed into immortal bodies. Then, when our dying bodies have been transformed into bodies that will never die, the scripture will be fulfilled. Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? So while Jesus was able to say that, one day you'll get to say that as well. You'll, these carnal bodies will be stripped away, and you'll have a new body not made with earth hands, and you'll look at your new self, and there's no wrinkles, no arthritis. I'm glad I didn't sprain anything doing that. I haven't done that ever, all right? Um, but we'll have these new bodies, right? And we'll be able to have the same testimony of Jesus and say, Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? For sin is the sting that results in death, and the law gives sin its power. But thank God. I think we should do that. But thank God. Come on, church. But thank God. He gives us victory over sin and death through the Lord Jesus Christ. You see why it's so important to be a Jesus being? Because he gives you victory, hallelujah, over sin and death through the Lord Jesus Christ. So, my dear brothers and sisters, be strong and immovable. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord. There's a work to be done for the Lord, church, not just your jobs. Don't be more faithful to your job than you are for the Lord. Your job can't save you. If you quit tomorrow or if you leave tomorrow, they will put out a notice hiring. Right? So we, don't, we are not forever committed to these jobs our work should be unto the Lord because that will last forever. Let's continue. For you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. All right, think on these things. So Romans 12 and 2 tells us don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God allow God. So we give our mind to him, okay? Don't give your mind to the world because they're going to conform it to their customs and behavior, all right? Listen, it is an absolute privilege and honor for the world to call you weird. 
Do you hear what I just said? It's an absolute privilege and honor for the world to say, you're weird, right? You should say, praise God, I'm still weird. We should run up to unbelievers and sometimes say, hey, do you think I'm weird? Yep, all right, right? Because when they accept you, because you, you think like them, you talk like them, you walk like them, you believe like them, then that's a problem, right? So we want to be forever, well, the Bible doesn't say weird, let me clean it up, peculiar, right? We are a peculiar people. So we must always be peculiar to the world. We weren't meant to fit in, right? We were meant to stand out, praise God. All right, so... Romans 12 tells us that. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Come on, you need to get this. You can't change your life until you change the way you think. You're never a new person with old thoughts. Your thoughts must change, amen? So let's keep going here. Fix your thoughts on what is true. I'm sorry, we're in Romans 12. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then, so after I've given him my mind for transformation and become a new person by him changing the way I think, then I will be able to know what God's will is for me, which is good and pleasing and perfect, right? Let's go to Philippians 4 and 8. Father, we just thank you right now in Jesus' name for your daughter and just whatever's going on. I just speak peace over this body right now in Jesus' name. Satan, you're a liar. You're, you are trespassing. You can't have this moment. You can't have this body. You can't have this mind. I just speak peace right now. Let your love just begin to flow all over her now in Jesus' name. Uh, we thank you, God, that you are here. We thank you for ministering angels, God, and just continue to do your work upon her. Lord, may she be healed and may she be strong in you. In Jesus' name, amen. I just want you to take a deep breath in and out. So, Father, as she breathes out, Lord, I just thank you that she's exhaling, Father God, everything that's wrong. She's just giving it to you, casting all our cares upon you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, Philippians 4 and 8. We're, 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 we're learning how to change our thoughts, right? So we're Jesus being, so we need to learn how to think as he does. So every once in a while, you guys take showers and put your clothes through the laundry, right? And so the same thing has to happen with our mind. Every once in a while, we have to say, God, I give you my mind. I've been watching some stuff. Just living in this world, period, is dirty, right? You don't have to intentionally do anything. But you should just say every once in a while, God, I need a wash. I just need a wash, Lord. So I just give you my mind that I might be transformed, okay? And Philippians 4 and 8 says this. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts. Okay, here's what you're supposed to think about. Here's what the Bible says, think about. And if you're not thinking about this, these things, stop. Here we go. Fix your thoughts on, and God's really been blessing me with this. So you have to capture your thoughts, right? And if it's not true, then stop it right away. Listen to me. There's no reason to ever meditate on a lie. 
There's no reason to ever meditate on what you don't want to happen. If you don't want to be sick, then don't think about being sick. If you don't want to be broke, then don't think about being broke. There's no reason to think about anything that you do not want to occur in your life, especially if it's not true. So fix your thoughts on what is true, honorable, right, pure, and lovely, and admirable. Think about the things that are excellent and worthy of praise. That's Philippians 4 and 8. If you could please jot that down, that's a verse I really want you focused on this week. Because you will have, you will see all the tactics of the enemy to get you thinking about things, but you have to put up this guard around you. So just see that your mind, your mind is surrounded by a fortress of truth, right? So your mind is surrounded by true, what is true, what is honorable, what is right, what is pure, what is lovely, and what is admirable. If it's not those things, they can't come in. You reject those thoughts. They cannot come in. They are not of God. Finally, Colossians 3, verses 2 through, th three, two through 3 says this. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. This, this is a powerful truth here. Think about the things of heaven not the things of earth. Okay, God, this is what your scripture says, so tell me why and tell me how. Verse 3 tells you why, for you have died to this life. And how will I think about heavenly things? Because of this, your real life is hidden with Christ in God. Let's stand to our feet at this time. Now, um, I wasn't done, but God said I was done, so I'm done, all right? Now, if you've got the church app, you can finish the message and the rest of the Bible passages that I have for you there. I pray that you would have an exceeding hunger for the word of God. I think it might be a good thing for us to get to go back, for those of us that are undisciplined like myself sometimes, to go back to the physical paper Bible, right? Because your electronic Bible, your phones, your iPads, unless you turn off the notifications, they can be so distracting, right? So it's good to just put that thing away. Get somewhere with your physical Bible if you don't have one. Uh, see Sister Sopo. Can you raise your hand back there? She's feeding the baby right now. Uh, and she will give you a physical Bible, right? Because when you carry the Bible, you carry Jesus close. So I want, to, I want to show you this, right? So in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, right? And the Word was in heaven, but the Word came down to earth as flesh, as Jesus Christ. So when you pick up the Word, come on, you pick up Jesus, when you read the word, you reintroduce your spiritual DNA to Jesus, right? Your life is hidden in Christ with God. So you've got to get your eyes in the word, right? Because faith comes by the word. So if you have little word, you've got little faith, right? So if you're going through a storm, you really need to be in the word concerning whatever it is you're going through, right? So 
healing scriptures, scriptures about finances, scriptures about health, whatever it is. So your, our relationship with Jesus is directly proportional to our relationship with the Bible. So if we spend little time with Bible, it means we spend little time with Jesus. If we hear very little truth from the Bible, it means that our minds are not being renewed by scripture and by him. And church, the truth is we're doing something, right? So whether it's your iPad or your phone or the television or just people in general, our, our eyes and our thoughts, our roots are growing, growing into something. But the Bible says, let your roots grow into Christ. So, Father, I pray now in the name of Jesus Christ for this church and even our visitors today that there will be a renewal for our hunger for the word of God. For your word says, man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Lord, help us to fall in love with your word again. We move the excuses the enemy gave us. We move the excuse that says, I don't understand it. Well, guess what? The Holy Spirit does. So before you pick up the Bible, just to begin to say, Holy Spirit, illuminate this scripture to me. Make it life to me. Help me to understand. Make your word alive as I read. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. So church, the first thing that we put our eyes on in the morning determines the course of our day. So before you reach for Facebook, before you reach for any other medium, any other media, let's reach for the word of God and start our day off right. Come on, I feel the Holy Spirit on this. Start your day off right. Start your day in the word of God, but don't just stop there. All day long, there are ways to keep your mind on the word of God. So whether it be typing in Bible verses on YouTube, sometimes they have like eight hour and 12 hour loops where you can just listen to the word of God. You've got to put good in. You've got to put God in to get godliness out, okay? So Father, I just pray over your church right now in Jesus' name, myself included.